Tyler, Renee, and Fuzzy. There are a few things that could give you eerie or even spooky thoughts oh. this morning. One of them, chance of thunderstorms Ooh. later on this afternoon. The other, it's Stampede Eve, and there are carnies waking up all around Calgary this yeah, morning. Is. That is true, yeah. But something that can always give you scary thoughts and feelings throughout your body is a tale from Danae and her son, Maxwell, from hell. Yeah, it's so interesting because, like, you know, a few months ago, I would have told you a story and it would have been about him, like, biting another kid. Remember when that was happening last yeah, fall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's graduated from that. Like, he's not doing that kind of stuff, but it's just, like, every day I'm like, you're a weird child. <laughs> There's so many different things that happen. Uh, yesterday, I had to do the always joyful experience of bathing suit shopping. Oh, lovely. And then you had two children into the mix. I already knew it was going to be weird because I'm like, oh, I have to take my children with me to mm-hmm. do this. Um, come on. Violet and Maxwell, come on into a change room while we try some bathing suits. Avert your eyes, little kids. Aye. So anyways, I already knew it was going to be weird. But what I didn't count on was Maxwell being so enthralled with all the photos of nearly naked ladies all over the Okay, okay. all right. Oh, yeah. The second we walked in, he goes, Mommy, Mommy, look, she's naked. He says, <laughs> naked. naked for some is, reason. Is that like sexy naked? Maybe that's Ooh, what it is. Because he always says, Mommy, I'm snaked. Yeah. I don't know why he has the sexy S on there. Naked. So, every, Mommy, she's snaked. Look at you. Oh, she's snaked. And like, Every single mannequin we walked past. <laughs> and like there was like striped bathing suit. He's like, Mommy, that's for a robber girl. Oh, I was like, you oh, oh, like, oh, like, oh my goodness. Okay, he, yes, he yes, is Starting off very young with uh with, with costume and dress up, <laughs> oh, I guess. Amazing. Right? Again, four and a half. So then uh he, when we're in the chain, he's like, Mommy, your boobies. I'm like, oh, quiet. Turn around. Turn around. Look at look look in the corner, yeah, both at, of you. Look at the other snake in the girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> Awkward. But then we get up to the counter, and behind the counter, uh, LaVion Rose is this, like, massive, almost billboard-sized photo of two very beautiful, very in very good shape women. And Axel looks up and goes, Mommy, those girls are snaked. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, Maxwell, I'm trying to pay. I want to grab one and snuggle her. Like, with with, with consent, of course, yes, right? Yes, of course, of course. I want to ask them if I can snuggle <laughs> yes, them. Yes, that I definitely had a big conversation with him about that afterwards, Fuzzy. But the lady behind the counter was like dying, yeah. laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so Four and a half, eh? Four and a half, you guys. How? And in that moment how is today, this already happening? your little boy <laughs> became a man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not ready for this at all. Violet's like the most innocent little thing. And she will be forever, by the way. Uh, and then Maxwell at four and a half. Snaked. Snaked. And in that voice, too. I feel like if you're uh, lucky enough, A, to be awake listening to this very, very profound conversation, <laughs> yeah. I think you need to take Snaked with you throughout <laughs> your day. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, text that special somebody in your life and say, hey, later on, you want to get snaked. Snake naked. What is that? I want to snuggle yep. snaked. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell them you got inspired for this romance by a four and a half year old <laughs> yeah, boy. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It's so weird. The funny thing is, uh, we had a call from Hannah that we had to call back. <laughs> Tyler, the name Fuzzy calling. Your text is fire this morning. 
I loved your story. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hannah, what was your uh, reaction when you heard uh, about Danae's little four-and-a-half-year-old boy, Maxwell, a.k.a. Maxwell from hell, <laughs> and his commentary while his mother was trying on a bathing suit at Levian Rose? I was literally dying. Like, I, I, I took me back to when my kids were that age. And the things that come out of their mouth is pure gold, I tell you. <laughs> you think he's going to remember that moment when, when I took him to a lingerie store when he was just so little? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. It'll, it'll be a story he'll tell for years. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, the term snaked? Because we got another text from Jessica who goes, I am so using snaked from now on. <laughs> Hundred percent. It was instantly added to my vocabulary. Wow, that's high praise. <laughs> you got to let Maxwell know he's a vocabulary influencer. He's a trendsetter. Yeah. He's a trendsetter. Yeah. I won't share the other words he says. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's awesome. I honestly enjoy it because it's pure entertainment. That's for sure. Danae, it's almost too bad you're uh, going on vacation to uh, your hometown of Loon Lake, Saskatchewan. Because wouldn't it be fun to take Maxwell down the midway at the Stampede where he's going, hey, look, Mommy, that girl's almost snaked. There's, there's a whole lot of snaked, yeah. Hey, that guy's almost snaked, yeah. Mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Instead, he'll be at the lake. Yeah. Loon Lake. Loon Lake, looking at all the, oh, all the ice. All the family members who are almost snaked. <laughs> Like, Maybe you should get him some uh, swimming goggles and black them out so he can't see yeah, anything. Exactly. Probably a good like, idea. Honestly, there's going to be like 40 Myers there. So who knows what's going to happen. A lot of snake and family members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 98.5. Virgin Radio. Now back to Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Real, fun, and all about Calgary. So an experiment for Calgary Transit yesterday apparently like went pretty well. We've been talking about it all week. It's like, okay, they've had puppies at the, the bus shelters and train stations. Yep. And yesterday it was karaoke. <laughs> what could ever go wrong with karaoke on, on a... On a bus. Some people might say, what could go right? <laughs> it sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, it does. I want it that way. All aboard Calgary's first karaoke bus. I think it's absolutely amazing. I mean, especially after the pandemic. Tonica Clements rides transit every day, but she had never before seen something like this. Because a vision softly. She had to grab the mic and sing. I would definitely think that this would get a little bit bigger if it was at different stations as well to get it out more. One oh, and wow. done, or or should this one be a thing? No, it's not. It's already not one and done. They're already planning and said that this is going to be popping up at C Train locations all around the city. It was at Brentwood yesterday, which is an inaccessible spot for a lot of people. And you guys are laughing. You're not big karaoke. You'll t- Fuzzy, you're not big karaoke person. Right. Tyler, I'm surprised you weren't out there because you're amazing at karaoke. Um, but like it was lined up, you guys. People went out and went out and supported this big time. And uh, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a fun way to to get people together. And I'll, I want to hear all of it. So, <laughs> I wish there was so a live stream. How about this? Okay, so we've had puppies, people like that. Yeah. We have karaoke people evidently like that. What else could come onto Calgary Transit that could make riding more fun mm. or get new people riding? Is it like... The bus is also a food truck? Uh, mm. No. I was going to, I don't think you want a food truck because of like the things that happen on there. I was going to say, even like just like air fresheners. Oh, okay, okay. It would be like a nice way to right. make things more enjoyable okay, on, all right. on, on transit. I got it. Uh-huh. Have you guys ever seen the TV show Cash Cab? 
where they ask them questions uh-huh. and they give them money. And if they get like wrong answers, they like let them off. Oh. What if we make cash bus? Cash bus is pretty cash sweet. Cash bus. I think that's actually a really good idea, Fuzzy. Right? We'll host trivia on the bus. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And then if you get the question wrong, you can't get off at your stop. Mm. But if mm. you get it right, you win money. I got it. Mm-hmm. What if we have a bus that can only go, it can't drop below 60 kilometers an hour. Oh, that's terrifying. And it has to drive, and we'll make a movie about this bus that has to drive 60 kilometers an hour. And does it blow up if it goes under? If it goes under, well, then things won't be good. Okay, well, that's... That's a little horrifying. I don't know. We'll get Keanu Reeves. I was gonna say this sounds a little. This sounds a little. A little familiar. Very, very familiar. And we'll call it Fast Bus. (laughs) (laughs) Bus that can't stop. Oh my goodness! I think uh, we need to give a bus, busted bus, Mm. cash bus. I think that we need to salute our good friends at Calgary Transit for thinking of things to make uh, riding transit buses and C trains more fun. I think when it comes to our contributions to the brainstorm for future projects. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Oh, absolutely. But, Scooter bus. <laughs> but Fuzzy, I do recommend a movie called Speed. That's, yeah, you um, should watch it sometime. It's a couple of years old, you can get it on okay. streaming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> check it out. You might like it. The man-child, sasky girl, and the girl dad of two dogs. One who actually likes him. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Every scar has a story. We want you to tell and tell with Discovery. It's the story about the scars oh. that live on your body for your rest of your entire life. Oh, it's are, Tyler Sampy voice. Are we talking scars caused by Coors Lights cans? Because that's that <laughs> voice right there, right? Depending on how you put your finger in the pull top, you could pull back something <laughs> bloody fuzzy. Or a shotgun that ro- gone wrong. This morning on Discovery, the stories of how livestock left marks on bodies. And first up to share is Melissa. (laughs) A ridiculous story. I can't remember why we were out there, but my brother's like, oh, there's a single sheep out and all the rest are in the shed. Go stand at the shed and hold the door closed so they don't come out. I'm like, four or five. I'm like, okay go and stand at the door. I'm like, la, 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 minding my own business. And suddenly I wake up on the ground. Oh, um, no. <laughs> they were like, I don't want to be in here anymore. And they had rammed the door open and just sent me flying. And I had hit a fence post and had a big gouge on my forehead. So I, I wake up, I get up, and I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding everywhere. I'm going to go to the house and go get my mother. Well, I scared the absolute crap out of my mother because I'm gushing blood and I have bangs. So it's following behind my bangs all the way down and coming out like the corner of my eye. Oh! So she thought I popped my eyeball. Gross. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It was bad. Like, and I'm just gushing blood everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> And what does the scar look like that you still have? Oh, it's pretty big. It's about an inch long, and it's kind of jagged. It's right over my upper left eyebrow. You can see it clear as day. Wow. Do you still rock bangs to try and hide it? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's, it's there. It's At this point, it's like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. And plus, you've got a pretty awesome story to go along with it. Yeah, but I don't mess around with sheep no, m- much anymore. I was going to ask, like, like when you were little and you'd go to your parents, you'd be like, oh, I can't sleep. And they like they can't tell you to count sheep anymore because that'll give you nightmares. Like, what did you do? <laughs> right. I just sit awake. I'm like, oh, the nightmares, the sheep are coming for me. <laughs> They're meat. You know what they say about a scar caused by sheep? It's a bad one. Oh, oh fuzzy. <laughs> Coming in with an analogy about livestock here on Stampede. What's your name when you do this voice? My name? Yeah. Chester Winchester. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, Chester Winchester is going to guide us through discovery. I'm going to tell you about this story in eight seconds. Oh. Amber, Discovery, Pig, and a Pitchfork. I was three years old, but it was that traumatic. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I was at one of my cousin's farms. I can't remember which one. I have a couple. And I was playing with my cousin, and we decided to go chase the adolescent pigs and smack them on the butt. Oh, no. Don't do that. And they ran for a little bit, and then they had enough and turned on us. <gasps> and so we ran away, and I, we were going up and over the fence, and I fell on the other side and fell on a pitchfork on my leg. Oh, no! The best part was we knew we weren't supposed to be chasing those pigs, so I covered it up with my hand and didn't tell my dad. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and so... When we got home, my mom went to get me ready for bed, and I'm gushing blood just everywhere. And my mom is freaking out. They took me to the hospital, but because it was a hole, they couldn't stitch it. Oh, yeah. What do you what do you do when it's just a puncture hole? It's just a big, they just wrap it, and they disinfect it. And to this day, I have this scar on my leg. And I was lucky, apparently, that it didn't hit the bone because I was like a scrawny three-year-old. Pitchforks on the farm. My dad has this, like, epic story that he tells about they were trying to get rid of mice in the barn when he was a kid. And they were using yeah. a pitchfork to try and get the mice. But my dad's brother's foot got in the way. Ew. And he took a pitchfork right through the top of his foot. <laughs> yeah, those things can be nasty. Uncle Alvin hasn't been the same since. <laughs> Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Hear them live weekdays from 530 to 10 on 98.5 Virgin Radio. 98.5 Virgin Radio. Oh, good. Chester Winchester's back. Tyler's gone because... He can't handle a conversation like this. <laughs> when you're talking about a Calgary stampede legend, mm-hmm. the day before John Dutton from Yellowstone drives through our city on a Cadillac or maybe on the back of a horse. Sounds like you're frothy at Pro- the mouth. Probably when you're on a horse. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys, I'm back. Oh, uh, well, hi. Welcome back, Tyler. Hello. It's a fun conversation talking about <laughs> stampede legends. There have been so many over the years. People have done like amazing things, or or being infamous for doing things that are maybe not not what? not so not, questionable. Not, yeah, not not, not, not so amazing. Who could forget about Balloon Man? Balloon right. Guy. Oh, Balloon Guy. Yeah, still in jail. Strapping a bunch of balloons to a lawn chair. 
helium balloons and actually floating yeah. over the stampede ground. Going for a float. Uh, I don't think he's in jail. I don't think he did that much time. Yeah, but he did do some. He did. He did get in a lot of trouble for that. That's the thing. That's the price you pay to become a stampede legend. <laughs> and I feel like nobody more than our friend uh, Lucas paid the price to be a stampede legend. Picture the stampede parade. He's he's a little guy, and um, he is trampled by a horse. One of the craziest stampede parade stories you could ever, ever hear. Yeah, so when I was about three or four years old, I was in play school, and uh, we went on a field trip to the Calgary Stampede. And for some, for whatever reason, they got spooked, ended up stepping on me, breaking the teacher's nose, and I think they stepped on a few other kids. Oh, oh wow. Cow. Yikes. Oh, my God. Okay, so what kind of injuries did you have? No, just ended, ended up with a few stitches and stuff in the back of the calf. Interesting, and you still got the scar there. Yeah, I've, and I've never been back to the Calgary Stampede Parade. <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> and I'm not the biggest fan of horses either, so. <laughs> Do you have, like, a fear of horses ever since then, too? Not really a fear, just an aversion to them. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, it's, not, it's not a fear, but more of, like, a, you see one, and you're like, huh. Okay, I'm good. Forget you, yeah, buddy. Like, I'm, I'm not going to really go out of my way to ride one, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a story, Lucas. Thank you. Not a problem. One of the greatest stories you could ever hear. Of course, not in the moment when you're a little boy yeah. under a horse hoof. No, definitely but, not. But that'll make you a legend for sure, right? Yeah, so crazy. I remember hearing that story about, yeah, you do. about the about the when the chuck wagon went off and the horses kind of went on and then they yeah, it was it was like all over the place, all over the news, all in the newspapers, everything. You heard about it and then you got to talk to Luke yeah. a few years later. That's Talking so to cool. a legend. Yeah. Talking to a stampede legend. Oh, Chester's back. Coming up, a story of a man who got an unfortunate stain at Stampede. Ew. But due to his ingenuity and genius moves, he too became a legend. It's a really good story with my friend Jamal. It's one of the smartest, <laughs> smartest moves you ever see in your life. Uh, we're, we're in high school, and it's like the middle of the afternoon. We're ready to go. We're ready to get it. Everyone scrounged together like every nickel that was in the couch cushions. They've gone through their parents' car and looked under the seat. Is there a toonie to spare? <laughs> like, we're ready to spend the whole day on the stampede grounds. And we're there for like 15 minutes. And Jamal's like, I got to get me one of those foot-long corn dogs. Get it. Get it, Jamal. <laughs> First of all, I've never seen someone put so much mustard on a hot dog. Oh. The thing was like yellow and dripping. It was like, it looked like when they're, when they're painting lines on our highway. <laughs> That's how much mustard he had. And that mustard went directly from the footlong hot dog all over his clothes. Yeah. We're talking his shirt. We're talking his pants. Now, we are young gentlemen in high school, so we, of course, assume so many ladies at the Stampede Grounds are going to fall in love. Oh, with they're there to find their Prince Charmings, of course, yeah. Except for Jamal, who is now covered in mustard. Oh, poor Jamal. He's like, what do I do? What do I do? And then, like, it was almost like a higher power was shining down on us that day on the Stampede Grounds. Uh, right near the grandstand, like at the end of where the sky ride ends, uh, there was there was people handing out boxes of Tide. And oh, I don't know wow. why that was the thing they were giving away as a free sample that day at the Stampede. <laughs> why wouldn't you in, yeah. case, in case you got mustard on your, on your clothes? Exactly. A light bulb goes off in Jamal's brain. He grabs a box of Tide. He heads straight for the bathrooms. 
He gets into the bathrooms. He goes to the sink and completely douses himself in water. <laughs> We're like, Jamal, what are you doing? Come on, Now, man. not only are you covered in mustard, you're wet. He goes, watch this. He takes the Tide. He, he gets it all up in his hands. He starts rubbing it all over himself. He washes his clothes while he's wearing them Kay. in the bathroom in front of the mirror. Such a great testament to Tide also. Like, he should be the spokesperson going forward. The fact that it got mustard out is impressive. But then we're like, okay, here's the thing, Jamal. Once again... We're young gentlemen in high school. Yeah. We're going to be picking up so many ladies. <laughs> All of them. Probably yeah. like ladies yeah. from like Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. They want yeah. sophisticated young Calgary boys like you. Yeah. All over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're like, what are you going to do now? You're walking around looking like you pee-peed your pants, man. Oh. Just soaked. Head and to it, toe almost. And he goes, uh, check this out. He wets his hair. He wets his shirt front and back his pants front and back and he walks out we're like where are you going you're covered you 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 look like what are, what are you doing and he goes see boys now it just looks like i got really soaked on the log ride no mustard stains and it was such a hot summer day that fateful afternoon of the Calgary Stampede, yeah. he was dry in like 45 minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing happened. Yeah. There wasn't even the remnants of a mustard stain. Yeah. What there a was genius. Nothing. What an absolute genius. And right everything from the, I mean, other than putting that much mustard yeah, on a corn dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of weird. Don't take this the wrong way, Jamal, but kind of a dumb move. But yeah. Whatever. But everything else, brilliant. And I need to know, Tyler, how many girls did you guys pick up that Die, day? man. So many. You know, it was almost like as easy picking up ladies that day with all of our sweet, like, charisma mm-hmm. and, and lady picking up prowess. It was almost like that thing where if you're walking by a midway game and there's a, a three-year-old kid playing the game, squirt the water in the clown's mouth. Yeah. Right. And then you as a grown man, you walk up, sit down next to him, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you beat him at the game. That's that's how many there were. So you're but saying you were the get- three-year-old. No, no, we were the grown men. No, you were not. No, there was no. There was, so you guys are saying you didn't not. pick up one girl, not two girls, yeah. not three girls, yeah. but absolutely no girls. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about stampede legends. This could be something you saw. This could be something you did. This could even be something your friends talk about. <laughs> you weren't even there for, yep. but you have such bad FOMO that you didn't witness this moment in all of its glory, talking about the legendary things that have happened during 110 years of Calgary Stampedes. Because that's what legends are, right? Legends are the things that have life. They have, The stories of them have legs that carry on and grow bigger and bigger each time they're told. Exactly. <laughs> this story comes to us from Trinity. Okay, so I was about seven or eight years old. I can't remember. It was ancient history because I'm 20 now. Oh my God, so long ago. <laughs> but um, this is a haunted house ride and it's not the most popular ride at Stampede, so there's only about four people on it. So I wanted to go on it, so I got my tickets, went on. Halfway through the ride, it broke down but those still, like, animated objects were still moving and splashing. Ew. We were stuck in the middle there. I didn't know how to put on my seatbelt because it was broken. So I didn't have a seatbelt on, and then animated objects were, like, still scaring us. I got so scared I peed my pants on the ride. Oh, no! Yeah. So that was not the best time. So I kind of just, like, when I fixed it, I kind of just, like, ran off and ran to my dad and he asked me why my pants were wet and so he took me to the bathroom and I got cleaned up and we never spoke of it again. 
<laughs> you, well, know, you know what the good news is, though, Trinity? You have a bond with Tyler because he wets his pants all the time. Not all the time. Remember, she was oh she was seven or eight, and I did it a, a month ago. So that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still pretty scary for some adults, though. So you never know. Fuzzy, why I always gotta bring that up, man? It's, it's it, come it, on. It, if it happens, it happens, right? <laughs> it's not fair. Why can't we bring up other like like better, like more cool sounding stories? Like the stampede legend that is Danae Meyer and her bra full of beer. <laughs> yeah, so we went to the Oxford Stomp for my sister-in-law's stag at. So there was like, I think like 12 girls going to see Cheryl Crow. We were all super excited. And that's, of course, the one that was like used to be at Fort Calgary. And uh, I was very lucky to be able to have like special access to one little area where you could go in and there was like some free drinks and stuff in there. But I only had a me plus one and there was 10 other girls that were out there, right? So. So, you know, I was like in there and enjoying a free drink and I looked out at my girls and I just felt I felt bad that they weren't getting free drinks too. So then I was like looked down and I was like wonder how many beers I can fit in my bra <laughs> to take to my friends. And I was wearing like a dress and then like a jean, a denim vest over top. Mm-hmm. So I just started chucking them in there because they were just like in a tub. It wasn't even it, like a situation where they like crack it, them and, and just serve to them clarify, to you. not in the vest, you were chucking them in your bra. Chucking them in my bra. Yeah. So I got two on each of the sides. So like underneath my armpits, which yeah, yeah. of course like the jean vest helped cover that up. So that Pit was beers. like that was four, yeah. and then I did two, one underneath each one. Boob beers. So that was six. Yeah. And then I got one right in the middle. And that Cleavage was seven. beers. And then of course I double fisted walking out. Right. So I was able to smuggle nine beers out. We did a video of this a couple years ago. Did I get seven well, in that time well, too? Well, I was going to say you were telling the story about being being there at that yes, show. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there's another story about it about the, your neighbors, the, the teenage right. boy. <laughs> who witnessed you recreating right, this right, right. Yeah, two yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah, I yeah, bet yeah, you yeah. have a legend in their minds, too. So they were like, yeah, yeah craziest thing happened. <laughs> Our neighbor, <laughs> like, wow. Put like, on a show. Whoa. So, yeah, so I can fit uh, seven beers in my boobs. Now, um... <laughs> We would never uh, condone smuggling alcohol into a place where it's uh, not allowed to go, especially if you're not of age. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you, however, though, recommend shoving cold drinks in your bra as a way to cool down this stampede? Absolutely. Like you could do bubblies, you could do Mm 7-Ups, you could do Diet Pepsis, anything? Yeah, really nice nice way to just chill you right down there. And what is the coldest spot, by the way, of, of the whole Chestel region? For the beer to go, like what kind of? I would say the sides. The sides, honestly, uh, ooh, yeah. The, the, the under boob and the middle of the boobs are yeah. so hot all the time that it's just like it doesn't. Yeah, the cold doesn't really bother. <laughs> so far this morning, we've heard about our friend who got trampled at the parade. Yes, we we heard the story uh, about about your friend Jamal who, who mm. brilliantly managed to unsoil his pants with the tide <laughs> that he found it for free. Uh, let's give a shout out to our new friend just texted us to nine eight five nine eight five ARL saying I once smuggled in a full bladder of boxed wine into a concert. It only fit in the crotch region, so it became known as crotch wine. <laughs> so she had to waddle a bit walking in the front door. I am so impressed, and we are now best friends. <laughs> These are all the stories of Stampede legend told forever and ever and ever. And wait, you hear what Jessica's got to tell us about. A couple years ago, my friend's sister-in-law kept renting her condo downtown on Airbnb, and she was always so excited about how much extra money she was making. A couple years ago, during Sam Pete, when the chain smokers were here for the concert at Cowboys, we were able to get invited to a VIP booth. 
unlimited bottle service. And uh, needless to say, it got a little messy. And she went home, but because she was so drunk, she forgot she actually had rented her condo out <laughs> to a couple. Oh my god! Now, this couple was in bed, which she ended up crawling into naked. Not realizing that there was a couple in her bed because that's how drunk she was. Oh, now, no. the couple was mortified, got up and left. And needless to say, she's been banned from Airbnb ever since. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. What would that review look like? Don't stay here. The landlord will crawl into bed naked with you. Some people would probably be into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, I guess some people will be into that, but uh, these guys were not. Oh, that is amazing. Wow. <laughs> I know. Jesus Day makes me laugh. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Where you are the star of the show. Yep, surprise. You're being interviewed at 7 in the morning. Wake up. 98.5 Virgin Radio. It's Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Here we are on Stampede Eve, which just has so many feelings going across the city of Calgary this morning. It's almost like it's the day before Christmas. And, you know, there's that that old story, Fuzzy. It uh, The thing... It was the, it was the, no, 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 no. There's a, there's an, twas? there's an twas apostrophe. It was the, the eve before, before, before Christmas? Yeah, you know, the, the night. The night oh, before yeah. Christmas. The, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we've got, um, in the spirit of that, an original story to share from Danae Meyer. Twas the day before Stampede? Twas the day before Stampede and all through the town, everyone was stirring. Every woman, child, and man. Giant tents set up in parking lots with care in hopes that a party soon would be there. The children all ready to ride all the rides while visions of mini donuts danced in their minds. Mm. Mama tries on her jean shorts and new cowboy cap. Some in new boots, the brave in those chaps. (laughs) Here in Calgary, there's about to be a clatter. Bacon and sausage, all the pancake batter. Mm. It's been three years. But they went by like a flash. Now the return of our much-loved 10-day bash. So much to do, it'll go by quick. The grandstand, the games, and food's on a stick. <laughs> Live music from people with all kinds of fame. I'll yell some of them out right now by name. Now Blake Shelton, now Kevin Costner, and Marshmallow. On Flowrider, on Nelly, on Polly D and Zach Brown. <laughs> to the tents, to the tents, to the stage. Now play away, sing away, entertain away all. It was the day before Stampede, the day before the parade, the day before no work and all play. Your friends, Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy are here to say happy Happy Stampede to all and to all a fun 10 days. Virgin Mornings in Calgary with Tyler, Danae, and Fuzzy. Happy to be inside your device when you can't listen to the show live. 98.5 Virgin Radio.